Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Isaiah 40. Um, Yeshayahu chapter Perak Mem. And this is Saul Weiner of the host for your podcast. I hope everyone listened to the last podcast, which was the introduction to this second half of Yeshayahu. And I am going to continuously throughout the next 26 chapters until the end of the book demonstrate and show references where Yeshayahu refers back to ideas and concepts and terms that he used in the first half in order to buttress my claim which was to understand this half of Yeshayahu as being of the same authorship in other words authorship in the sense that people writing down the words of the prophet Yeshayahu himself as the first half. According to my understanding, and not just mine, but the one that I'm going to be using, we just finished chapter 39. And in chapter 39, Yeshayahu had to end with the prediction and the prophecy that the kingdom of Judah was going to end at the hands of the nation of Babylon. He had just went through the incredible disappointment of King Chizkiyahu not living up to his potential of becoming the Mashiach, becoming the Messiah. And to see and to see in his mind the future being quite dismal and bleak. Yeshayahu could easily have become depressed and could easily have given up on his mission and said, There's no hope. The people will simply not get it. However, Yeshayahu didn't do that. He understood and he knew that despite the failure of Chizkiyahu and the failure of the people at the time, he knew and understood that within the people of Judah, within the Jewish people of the time, the strength and the ability did exist. The potential was still there for the people to bring about the, re- the redemption that Yeshayahu so hopefully longed for. And he wanted to leave them with the message that it is in your hands to make sure that no matter what travails may overcome you in the future, whether that future is a hundred years, a thousand years, or two thousand years, however long it may be, it is within your hands to bring about the comfort of Jerusalem, to bring about the comfort of the nation of Judah, to bring about the comfort which God wants the people of Judah to be to the entire world, to bring about the idea that Yeshayahu was trying to teach them that bringing God's message of justice and righteousness and peace to the entire world was a mission that they can and will accomplish if they do it. And therefore, his obvious next words, presumably spoken in the days of Menashe and the days of the evil king who was the son of Chizkiyahu, at this time Yeshayahu would have been a very, very old man. But um, he would have been near the end of his career, according to the rabbis and our Jewish tradition. The king Menashe ordered the execution of Yeshayahu Isaiah. So he lived and prophesied into the days of the king Menashe. This would have been quite a depressing time for him. It would have been a time when he wanted this message to be taken into the future and inspire the Jewish people and inspire indeed all people of God throughout the world for generations and thousands of years to come, which is what this book 
and his prophecies did become. And perhaps this in chapter, which is perhaps the most famous of the Haftarot, of the portions that are read on Shabbat and the Sabbath in the synagogue, the week following Tisha B'Av, the week following when we mourn the destruction of the temple, just as Yeshayahu was then mourning the end of Chizkiyahu's reign, we look, we read this chapter in order to comfort us, but also to charge us with a mission. And he starts off with those famous words, and I'm starting from chapter 40, verse 1. Nachamu, nachamu, ami. Comfort, comfort, my nation. There are various ways that these words have been translated. I'm going to translate them what I believe to be the most grammatically correct way to translate them. That nachamu is not a statement which means be comforted, my nation, but it is rather a command telling the people comfort. And I'm going to show how this is consistent with the verses here. Yomar Eloheichem, your God tells you, my nation, it is now your job to comfort Jerusalem. Daberu, again, in a command, you speak tenderly, Alev Yerushalayim, speak to the heart of Jerusalem. You speak to the people. In other words, God is telling the people it is your job to speak to Jerusalem, speak to the nation, speak to the people. And you call out to the people. Call out to her. Call out to Jerusalem as a representative of the nation. Tell her that the time period of your military service, the time of your suffering, is over. It's done. You've done your service. You've done your work. You've suffered enough. You tell Jerusalem that. You tell that because it's your job to say it's over the time of suffering. Now it's time for us to finally get the message. Why ki nirtsa avona? There has been enough suffering. Our sins have been expiated. Our sins already have been forgiven through the suffering that we've gone through. We, the nation, have already been punished twice as much as we have sinned. It's enough, enough suffering. It's time for us to finally get the lesson, learn and move on. Kol koreba midbar, a voice is calling out in the wilderness. Panu derech Adonai, clear the path of God. Clear the path for God. Yashru ba'arava, straighten out in the wilderness. Misilal Eloheinu, a pathway for our God. Now, again, this is very, very reminiscent of ideas and themes which happened during the supposed first half of Yeshayahu. If you look back, this Mesila Lelokeinu in Parak Yudalif, that's chapter 11, verse 16, we had the following phrase. I'm just turning back to 11, verse 16, where, where Yeshayahu's I'm sorry, yeah, yes, verse 16. And there will be a path for the remnant of his nation. A path to come back to Egypt. Or look in, the, in chapter 19, verse 23, um, where Yeshayahu said the words, um, There will be a path from Egypt towards Assyria and from Assyria to Egypt and, 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 every, and, and, and people will, will get back together to come to God. Or look in chapter 35 where we have a very closely related word to Mesilah where we have the same idea expressed. This is chapter 35 verse 8 
where v'hayasha maslul v'derech, v'derech hakodesh ikarila, there will be a pathway and a road, and it will be called the holy road, and so on. So this idea is something that Yeshayahu has repeatedly said, and again, as we will find repeatedly, Yeshayahu saying over the same ideas which he said in the first half of the book. And he continues, Kol say all of the... Um, the valleys will be uplifted and the mountains and the rocks and hills will be lowered and that which is crooked will be straightened and the ridges um, or the um, or the ridges will become become flattened these are images which also Yeshayahu used during the first half many times I'll refer you back to chapter 2 all the way back in the beginning, looking at verses 11 uh, through 14, where, in, um, where Yeshayahu discusses um, what he means, what, how is this path created? This, the imagery of the hills being flattened is the imagery of taking the arrogant peoples and, make, and humbling them, taking the humble, lowly peoples and uplifting them, taking the crooked and lying, cheating peoples and straightening them. These are the images that Yeshayahu mentioned in the beginning that builds that path towards God. Ene gavut adam shafel. He says in, in, in 2 verse 11. The high, lofty people that are so arrogant, he lowers. V'shach rum adam. And, um, and so on. And, and during those days, um, it, it, it said over there the same images. V'yalkol hehorim horamim v'yalkol hakvoos hanisaos. It also discusses, you know, the the God would lower the, the heights and raise the lowly. And on those days, as we see, what happens then? We look back now and read verse 5 in our chapter 40. Through that becomes revealed the honor of God. And all, all of humanity will see together that it is the word of God that is speaking. And what did we say back then in, in 12? We also said when, when God lowers the haughty and uplifts the, the humble and lowly, it is then that God's name will be uplifted. Again, we see those same ideas. I, I know I just only read five verses, but this will be Isaiah chapter 40a. Um, I'm going to stop here so that we can absorb those deep thoughts. And we are going to start soon with Isaiah 40b. Thank you so much for staying with us for Isaiah 40a.